Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while taking you through the labyrinth of our imaginations and laughing our faces off. We're ladies having the best time together. This week, we heard there was some big rumblings happening on TikTok. Apparently, the next generation has discovered the Ice Planet Barbarian series, and we are over the moon delighted about it. In honor of this huge event, we're re-releasing our episode on Book 7, Barbarian's Mate. Oh my gosh, and make sure to listen to Ice Planet Podcast, where Danny from Black Chick Lit recaps the whole series with guests from Romance Landia. Aaron and I got to be on it. But now, we need to transport you to a world of little glowing worms and queefing out your IUDs and humming bosoms and sweaty leather and jizzing in your loincloths and giant human-eating birds and sex papooses. That's right. It's Barbarian's Mate by Ruby Dixon. Enjoy! Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Hi, Melody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still sick. That's okay. So, uh, do you want to know what happened to me this week, or at least in my house this week? Is it happened in your house, but not to you? Actually, it happened not in my house and not to me, but, uh, you know, it's off to a great start. What did, Here's we, say, what what did we say? When we <laughs> sat down, I said, do you have banter? And then you went... Um, and then you got this look on your face and then you went, yes. And I said, yeah, it's going to be weird, isn't it? Like a thought you got stuck in your head or like a bagel <laughs> seed that you couldn't deal with anymore. And do you know, do you remember what you said to me? I, nope. <laughs> you said it wasn't weird. <laughs> I know. I don't think I made that promise. I don't think I you could said, ever make that promise, Aaron. Well, you did. You said it wasn't weird <laughs> and you said that it would please the listener. Oh, no, that was before I came up with the second banter. I have two banters. <laughs> <laughs> the first right. one might be weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Let's start weird. Okay, cool. We're potty training. Uh, Ember is potty training. And uh, I am a forgetful mom. And so last week, he went to the park with his grandfather, who we call Ye Ye, because he is the paternal grandfather. So in, in Mandarin, that's Ye Ye. And they came back earlier than they normally do. And I'm looking up from like changing Valor's diaper or something. And I was like, I look at Ember and he's like waddling inside and his whole inside of the pants is just completely wet. Because I totally forgot to put a diaper or a pull up on him <laughs> when he left. Right. Okay. Bad news bears. So then this week, I was like, I'm going to keep it together. I'm going to be such a great mom. And then I send him to the park without a pull up on again. Oh. And uh, so then I realized this like eh, an hour later. And I'm like, well, they haven't really said anything. So hmm, I bet it's fine. Then they come back in and I was like, oh, Ember, do you need to pee? Like immediately. First thing uh -huh. I said to him, he throws his arms out. And he goes, I did. <laughs> and I, said, I said, oh, okay. Oh, good. Are you, you're dry? And he was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Gave me permission to pee in the dog park. <laughs> Incredible. 
So maybe yep. I'll be so free. Right? I know. They went over to I the would corner like permission of the dog to park. pee in the dog park. Same. Be nice. Although, can you imagine how confused those dogs are going to be the next day? Being like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? I thought yeah. only dogs marked this place. No, not yeah. anymore. No. Ember has been there, you guys. So that's the first one. Th- that wasn't that weird. That was a really normal melody banter. There we go. Good. It's a parenting banter. That's one of our standard banters. It is. I mean, it's a lot of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's, yeah, I don't even want to throw out a percentage because I think it's either going to be wrong or way too right. It's like banter is usually parenting, a thought mm. Melody had, oh. like a weird thought, like a bagel <laughs> war, like, are you, am I wrong here? <laughs> I like to eat nachos in the bathtub, like just weird <laughs> shit. Ways I got injured. <laughs> or dogs got injured is a big one. Yeah. 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 I perforated my eardrum this week, guys. You did. <laughs> we could have done that. I know, you poor thing. Call me one headphone Sally, because I can't hear out of the other one. Is that a oh. nickname people have? One headphone so. Sally? Yeah, one my headphone DJ Sally is, is really going to do it for us, I think. <laughs> it's going to take us to the next level. Um, the hippest new DJ out there, one headphone Sally. <laughs> I have some actual related to the book banter mm. and a confession Ooh, a confession yeah here's my confession listener i'm coming at you with no notes aaron what? aaron is responsible for the plot for this book and I remember uh, a day <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say it was yesterday do you was remember it? this day yesterday vaguely it was saturday mm. wait no friday what day did i fly home friday Friday. So we were going to record at 4 a.m. on Saturday, but on Friday we I had been, it was, it was just a bad day. I was sick. I perforated my eardrum the night before I was up all night on over the counter. What, what's the, not over the counter, the one that you have to ask prescription? the pharmacist. Yeah. Prescription Sudafed. There we go. I took that and wow. I was like wired. I was like meth. I was like up yeah. all night. <laughs> yeah. And I was just feeling not good. And do you remember when you said, like, it's it was okay that I should get some rest and not to worry about it and you yeah. take good notes this week? Do you remember that? No. Yeah. yeah. Vaguely. I have the text. I, I remember telling you that way earlier in the week. And then, was it? And then everything got derailed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I did say, hey, don't worry that you oh, have yeah. only read half of the book by Friday night. That was right, because Friday that was Thursday. Night. Because I said I haven't read the book yet. That's right. That's correct. You're correct. So today, I was like, hey, Aaron. Yeah. I'm glad that it's going to be super fresh for you because I need you to be responsible for major plot points. I cannot. And here's why, you guys. I remember it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm going to remember stuff as we go. Um, Welcome to my world. (laughs) Here's the thing. I read this book super early. And this is number seven. Today. Listener, professionalism in 2019. Uh We are reading, oh, fuck, The (laughs) Barbarian's Mate, Barbarian's Mate by Ruby Dixon. And it is book number seven. It is seven. You know, like, the series is called Ice Planet Barbarians. Right. And I always think it should have another word in it, like Ice Planet Space Barbarians or like Sex Planet Ice Barbarians or like something (laughs) else in the, like, doesn't the case just sound better to have like another? Barbarians. Fucking you're real good. (laughs) Like like, colon. There should be a colon in there, you know? 
<laughs> I keep calling it Ice Planet Sex Barbarians or Sex Planet Ice Barbarians <laughs> in my head. Hmm. Well, that's but not what it's we're called. We're reading book seven. So we've had this on our list for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then I went to KissCon and Sarah McLean went through it in a very vivid way in her Bananas Books panel. Mm. Where I was like, oh, man, I really need to get to that. And then I mentioned it to somebody that we were going to get to those. And then Danny from Black Chicklet was around and she was like, oh, don't do the first one because there's like a very graphic gang rape. Because we had just Mm. done, I didn't know at the time, we hadn't done 99% Mine yet. And I'd heard that one was dark. Turns out that was wrong. But then right before that, we did Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold, which also had like a very intense like rape scene in it. I just didn't want to keep traumatizing everybody. So Danny (laughs) said we should do book seven, Barbarians Mate. So that's the one we did. Cool. And I, so I read this one, like, I think Monday. Mm-hmm. And I think, Aaron, my catnip, my just must, must nom all of it is yes. quick read, a like totally bonkers alien erotica, alien erotica. slash romance. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we've learned in the year and a half that we've been doing this thing. I know. Here, here you thought you were here for something totally different. Right. And it turns and now, out. I find yeah. out what I love is societies built on double penetration and <laughs> surprise spurs. We'll get to that, listener. You left out the incest, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> societies built on double penetration, comma, incest. <laughs> Hashtag cousin right. stuff. Anyway, <laughs> so... I read this one, number seven, on like Monday. And then I was uh-huh. like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reread number seven, and then I'm going to take really good notes. And as a as a treat, as a reward, I'll buy number one, and I'll read that. And then, just like all the rules I make for myself, I said to myself, self, do you really need to do that before you give yourself the reward? <laughs> and then I didn't do it, and I just uh-huh. read the first one, thinking mm-hmm. to myself, you know what? After this, I'm going to take the notes. And then the moment that I got done with number one Uh i was like but i have to know liz's story i have to and so i bought number two then you read number two and then this kept sort of happening Uh uh-huh um it kept sort of happening (laughs) through i think book four this Uh week Uh uh-huh so i don't have notes but i am gonna be real deep in history like a scholar color of this planet i am (laughs) you're a historian scholar ask me (laughs) I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Because I have questions. Um, yeah. I thought I read the first one a long time ago, like a long time ago. You didn't. Um, like post podcast, but like, like maybe a year ago because it came up in our Alaska book club. Yeah. But I don't remember some. There's of not a single way. There's not a single stuff. way you did. You would no, know. No, I did. No, you well, would know. No, I think I read the Christmas one. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which one is the Christmas one? Have you read that one yet? That's 3.5 question mark. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So here's the deal, guys. There's a bunch of ladies. Oh, from man. Yes. Yeah. Seven of them, I think. There's a dozen of them. Yes. A dozen of them. <laughs> they were somehow captured by bad aliens. Here's the thing I love about this universe, okay? What she does, Ruby, our beautiful high priestess ruby uh-huh she validates all of the little green men stories that ufoers on planet earth currently the actual sure. ufo people tell uh-huh and so all these ladies 
wake up all of a sudden with like little green men going beep boop bird bird click like <coughs> burp, 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 and they're they're boop bird click that's, yeah that's it their their language sounds like <laughs> chirping <laughs> birds all right i got you i'm here yeah. i get it it's like signs when they're like that's the one yeah yeah except like just tossed it there you know that's not a click anyway all right okay just keep i don't know i'm why i'm obsessing over this you say lots of weird things just keep going okay yeah so they wake up they're getting probed yeah they're taken by these 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 little green men um and what they essentially find out is that they're they're taken from earth none of them have any like close family or anything like that so it's it's unlikely that they'll really be missed and then they are going to be sold into slavery. So we are stepping into this in book seven. It is a year and a half after they landed. A metric fuck ton has happened and all of it is awesome. Not, it's not true. I well, mean, you here know. are the things you need to know. Right, right. I know the things you need to know because I only read seven. Yeah, she knows it. These ladies yeah. were on the bad alien ship. Somehow yeah. that ship like crash landed or like purposefully landed. I'm not sure. It doesn't oh, matter. And, and don't worry, guys. I'm going to do a Patreon episode on all the things I've read as well. Sure. So, so you know, tune in. So, Patreon. all Hear those me aliens, bad guy aliens, I think raped all the ladies. There's some trauma there, for sure. There's a, okay. there's a lot. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was traumatic. Okay? So, now those bad aliens, they're dead, and these 12 ladies are on an ice planet. Getting full of barbarians good. yeah and okay. they've got some parasites that are actually right. symbionts so, and they're taking care of them so this planet <laughs> i'm doing my i'm sorry <laughs> beep bop bird chirp this is my segment and it's sorry. stuff you need to know about the planet right. bing boom bong stuff you need to know nope it's beep bop bird chirp now the... we've changed it sorry Sorry, loyal listener. <laughs> Your whole world has changed. The sounds are different now. <laughs> so we're on this planet. It's an ice planet full of barbarians. They're blue. They're tall. They have tails. They whip around. They've oh, got yeah. horns. The horns are sharp, are like a but ram. not so sharp that they would scare you. Yeah, like you they, they curl like around their head. Yeah, they oh, say that they multiple like times. Little ones on the forehead, like devil-y ones. It's like a ram, and so it hooks all oh. around their head. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. When these aliens are going down on you, you can use these horns to steer. Yeah, you can. <laughs> like a bicycle. <laughs> anyway, so each of these big blue aliens has a symbiotic parasite sort of thing in their chest, and it keeps them alive. It rewrites some of their DNAs. Sure. And then also that parasite will fall in love with another parasite. The parasite. And that's called see what they do. resonance. Yeah, what they do is they they can they can figure out the mate that will make you the strongest babies. And so when each one of them recognizes that in the other slash in the other host, and then all of a sudden when things fall into place. They start like humming in your chest because they're like curled around your heart or maybe they're uh -huh. in your heart parts. I am not actually super sure about yeah. where they go in like the biped body. Uh -huh. Anyway, they're right in your heart parts and they go, right. they start humming and then they start. 
<laughs> I couldn't not hear it. I couldn't not hear a dishwasher noise every time it happened. No, but it's that's all I can think of. Dishwasher noise from the poop robot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, call back. Okay, so your parasite falls in love with somebody else's parasite. So when these ladies got here, they were in pods of some sort. They got them out of the pods. Then they could only survive a week out of the pods, but with a parrot. They need to put a parasite in them. So they put parasites into all the ladies. Also, all the females on the ice planet mm-hmm. are dead from a disease of some kind. So they call the parasite a cooey. Yeah, it's called a K-H-U-I. But a the girls call it a cootie, which is Because that's annoying. hilarious. You know what? No, no, no. In book seven, it's annoying because of the heroine's voice. In the rest of them, it's actually not that annoying. Or maybe I I got used to it. I don't know. Maybe I Stockholm Syndrome myself about the cootie. Uh But I think Josie was just annoying. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. I just love that at the same moment I said annoying, you said hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why we're different. (laughs) Okay. All right, okay. so do you think that's enough setup? I think so, yeah. All right. So it's a it's a year and a half afterwards. A lot of the, the cooies resonated like on first sight. So the ones who haven't resonated up to this point are getting a little desperate. And right. Ruby is talented in making that show in the heroine's voice. Because bitches desperate AF. <laughs> because this is the most desperate heroine I think we've ever <laughs> encountered. Except mm-hmm. for Douglas oh, <laughs> in a night in shiny armor because yeah. that bitch was desperate. <laughs> like D- That bitch would settle for anything. Yeah. So we're at a campfire. Josie, of the ladies, she is the last to resonate. She's not resonated with any of the aliens. She's the last lady with no babies and no alien husband. She's sitting yes. at the campfire and she's like, God damn it. I know that the reason that I haven't resonated is because I have an IUD inside right. of me. And it's preventing my cootie from singing at another cootie parasite. I can't believe it. Sometimes I just cannot believe I'm saying these words. <laughs> yeah, because anyway. you have to be fertile in order for the cooies to like even right. care. So then she's just chilling out. Yeah. Hanging out by the campfire. She's getting painted because there's a celebration because two of the cu- one of the couples it, are fucking in a cave because they no just resonated. No, no, oh, no. Yeah, no it's something you fi- Yeah, Tiff. Tiffany. <laughs> Her best Sorry. friend. Hey, Tiff. <laughs> there was this woman I used to know that I didn't like. His name was Tiff, and I always called her Tiff. I know. I can't not why. do it. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, so she's just chilling out. And then she stands up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, click something... <laughs> <laughs> she just queefs out her IUD. All of a, all of a sudden, <laughs> the IUD hits the floor like it's at the club. And, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting three days to hear that noise when the IUD came out. I was just like, gross! Your vagina just spit out its IUD. It's so gross. Well, she thinks that maybe her cooey had been working on expelling it for forever because it was like it recognized that there was something impeding her fertility. Yeah. And that's like all the cooey wants in the whole wide world is is more biracial babies. All right. You want to you want to hear about Hayden? Oh, yeah, I do. I always want to hear about Hayden. Josie's our heroine. Hayden is our hero. She doesn't like Hayden because he's surly 
and quote unquote mean to her. However, we never see this in practice. I have no idea what Josie's fucking problem with Hayden is. So from what I've seen from the other books, there's always a little bit of setup for the next couple. Okay. And I didn't actually get to it. What I should have done is read book six and then started back at one. Okay. Because I would have seen more of Josie. Because the whole premise of book six is that she, um, everybody's hitting on Tiffany and Tiffany is really, really traumatized by, you know, all the rapes that happened. Sure. And so Josie is a good friend and she sets up like this sort of tournament thing to keep the the dudes who are hitting on her busy and at bay. They have to do these games. And uh, I'm pretty sure that you get to see Hayden at the very least reacting to Josie because Hayden is super closed off. Hayden is not social. And you see that from book one. He also like he doesn't like people who talk a lot and Josie never stops talking. Mm. And and a lot of times what he does is like huff and then leave the room anytime Josie says anything. So she's just like, man, this fucking guy hates me. I'm not even sure why he hates me. He just has a problem with me. Like, it's super dumb. He's the only man on this planet who doesn't seem interested in mating or being social or being fun. Right. And by man, you meant ice planet sex barbarian alien. Colin, <laughs> fucking you're real good. <laughs> dick with a prong on it we'll get there (laughs) all right okay here's hayden he's at the campfire hayden uh my least favorite person in both of the sakui caves that's the that's what the aliens are called the sakui all right he looks pissier than usual which is kind of a feat for him if he wasn't such a dick maybe he'd be handsome maybe he's big of course and heavily muscled like all the sakui men He's got big, arching, curling horns. Oh, it did say curling. I just... Didn't it? I herbs it. Jutting from his forehead like a ram on crack. <laughs> like a ram. Got, yeah. I, I herbs it. Even, I highlighted it and herbs it. That's talenting. <laughs> talenting? God. It is talenting. Yeah. You know what? It's a word now. I did it. <laughs> Congratulations to me. Good job, Aaron. Thank you. He's got pale blue skin and his forehead is covered with thick, platy ridges that should oh, make him ridges, look like a guys. mutant that only emphasize how strong the rest of his features are. And he's got the long black hair of the Sakui. But he... <laughs> It sounds like a sneeze, kind of. And he wears his sh- his hair shaved on the sides and one extra long braid over the top I, down his back. I'm sorry. Hold on. I had to take a quick pause because I don't know why that particular haircut is so hot to me. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Shaved on the I sides think- and then a top knot that is a long braid down his Listen, back. Listen, I okay. So I think it's because it it dates back to like an early crush, an early and never consummated crush. There was this guy, and he had he was like he had everything this shaved. Is a real guy? Yeah, yeah. His name was Kale. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he was uh-huh. all shaved all around. Was he? Uh huh. Yeah, Kale Free, right? Kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please say his oh, full no, name. Oh no, I'm gonna have to text my mom anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and he had this like little tiny ponytail before like man buns were a thing. He never did a man bun, but I don't uh-huh. know, man. There is something. Yeah, so I think a lot of guys yeah. in like the late '90s had like the shaved on the bottom ponytail on the top going on. I definitely remember I don't, that. I don't know. Being I know. A thing. I don't know why it works for me so much. I remember much, but that it does. hairstyle often paired with like a Limp Bizkit t shirt. 
or that, like that a, tracks. a slip knot or a jingo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And like the he he was always pulling up his pants, you know. Yeah, Even like though jinko. he was wearing a belt. Is that what yeah. a jinko is? Like the jinko pants, the 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 wide ones. Right, yeah, I don't know, but it was an adolescent oh, you didn't fantasy. Wear those? <laughs> uh-uh. No. Oh god. I did either. have a studded totally belt. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so Hayden is really just firing all my pistons right now. He's a little Have you surly. Seen the film He's Avatar tough to unlock. Uh, because yeah. these guys are just avatars. You know, there is a reference to that in one of the books somewhere. Oh yeah, I don't remember if it's this one or not. There should be because they're just they're just avatars. No, I think it's an earlier book. You know what? They've got horns and a spur. Please do oh, not forget right. their oh, spur. Yeah. A penis spur. We don't know and that the, the avatars don't have penis spurs or penis ridges or weird tongues. You know, you're right. I want to see X-rated avatar. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, sorry, listener. All right. So she okay. sees them at the fire. Is it at the fire? Is it that night at the fire that they yeah. do their resonation? Yeah. Okay. So here's what happens. Here we okay. go. I'm just going to rapid fire it for you. So she sees him. He fucks off. And she's like, good. I'm so glad he fucked off because I hate his whole face. And he hates my whole face. Right. So then Kersplat, her IUD comes out. <laughs> and then she thinks to her, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then she thinks to herself, ooh, I'm going to take my chesticles. And I'm going to. she just leaves it there on the ground? Or do you think she takes she it does. off? What do you think she I don't does? Know. Do you think she's going to like frame it? I don't know. I don't know. It's gross. I'm sorry. You are the person that in in Virgin Romance Novelist, you told yes. me that you would contemplate picking up a vibrator that had just been up my vaginal canal without a, a Kleenex. Yeah, so because I love you. But this is gross. Her picking up her own vaginally coated no. IUD. No, picking it up wouldn't be gross. Oh. Leaving it there would be gross. Oh, for yeah, like yeah, somebody totally. else to stumble upon <laughs> and be like, what's this alien what contraption? I've never seen plastic before. Yeah, like I just <laughs> maybe it would I should clean my teeth. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is this a toothpick? That's what's gross. Fair. Responsibly Fair. picking it up and dis- dis- disposing of it, however they do on Ice Planet Sex Time, is the right Colin, way. Fucking be real good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get over that soon. All right. So she is like, I'm going to take my cooey and I'm going to point it at some men's. Here I go. Oh, I'm going to start with the old men's just to make sure that I'm not getting them. And the, the cooey is silent. And so she's like, oh, I'm going to go over to the hot, hot men's. And so she goes over to them. Nothing happens. And she's like, oh, I guess we'll have to wait because tomorrow they're going over to the other cave. There's two caves, y'all. There are so many people now. There's two caves. She's like, maybe my mate is over at the other cave. So she goes back into the main festival area and all of a sudden her cooey starts resonating, but there's nobody in front of her. And then uh-huh. she's like, I, what, what is my cooey doing? And so she turns around and guess who's standing there, bitches? It's Hayden and his surly face. I look down and my small boobs are vibrating. Vib- <laughs> 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 anyway, so that's how resonance happens is your boobs just yeah. go... And so, like, it's a cacophony around them of people dancing and b- blowing horns. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, 
she and Hayden are like, oh, she's like, oh, fuck, not you. And he's like, oh, man, like, this isn't what I wanted either. But like, come with me. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere with you because oh, I hate so you. And you hate mean. me. She's so mean. So he's like, do you want to like do this in front of everybody? Because the Kui demands that we get our fuck on right now. And she's right. like, well, I, I, we better go then. So they go into another cave and they start chatting. She's crying. And she's like, I can't believe my Kui is such a bastard. My cootie. Sorry. Is such a bastard. And right. it's done this to me because you're the worst. And he's like, well, this isn't my, it's isn't what I wanted either. Right. And there's a moment that she's pretty unfair, but also pretty understandable because she's telling him to his face how much she hates this. Let's review. She's visibly crying. Right. And then she's like, hold on. I don't like the fact that he just told me that I am not his first choice. Like that's, that doesn't feel good. I'm like, Josie, maybe have some empathy. Like, yeah, just like, do you just hear like what you're shred. saying out loud? I know. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, so she asks him, she's like, wait a second. I thought you had a mate Ugh. because you can only mate once, you guys. Once you mate, that's over. Like if right. your mate gets killed by a wildebeest, you don't have one anymore and you're never having one again. It's horrible. You can still bone, but it's like, yeah. it's, but, it's but like fairies. Like, it's very similar to fairy times. It is. It is. And the boning between resonance mates, which is what they call them, is like an elevated, like you're mm-hmm. on ecstasy, you're you're having the time of your life kind of boning. Whereas right. like the other stuff is just, you know, pedestrian sex. Yeah, like fairies. Anyway. Fairy times. Like, like fairy times. Exactly. So. Oh, so he's like, it's complicated. Right. Regarding his his former mate. And she's like. Well, I'm not, and so he he's he's basically like, come hither, I will be gentle, just in case this is your first time. <laughs> and he thinks to himself, I'm not going to tell her that it's my first time, because Hayden is also a middle-aged virgin. Yes. Like, he's rough times. This Duke is virgin, y'all. This Duke is such a virgin. Oh, God. Oh. And he's had two mates. Like I know. He's resonated Hayden. twice. All right, yeah, so you're only supposed to resonate once. We switch to his POV. We find out yeah. that he mated with a lady named Zala back. At, well, he Did, resonated with her. Yes. And she had what they call, a lo- what was it called? A love a partner? A pleasure mate. A pleasure mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. gross. It's so, I thought love partner was gross. Pleasure <laughs> mate is so much more gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Delish. Anyway, and she rejected him. She was like old, old lady. Like could be his mom and she's a bit of a coog yeah. yeah and he was like a teenager and he was like all right we're mated and she was like i don't want none of that like you smell like doritos and what, what did we say before <laughs> i don't cool ranch doritos cool ranch doritos <laughs> and gatorades <laughs> mountain dew code red and i don't want anything to do with you and mm-hmm. so she went and every night went to the bed of her pleasure mate while hayden his cootie got more and more sad and he got sad and sad. So oh. then wait, 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 that's the other thing, guys. What? Your cootie like starts to get more and more demanding the yeah. more you don't fuck your mate. If you don't fuck your mate, your cootie like kills you from the inside out. Yeah. It gets real pissed and it rebels. And its song gets sad. It does. First it gets angry. 
<laughs> and then it gets sad. <laughs> you know what I think of is the little mermaid when the seagulls see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. All right. Back so, to business. Zala. So here's here's the one thing that is a little bit uh, it's a little bit murky in the in the lore because. It, he calls he says that she died of the cooey sickness but and that at first seemed like she didn't obey her her cooey and so her cooey murderated her from the inside right mm-hmm. but the cooey sickness was something that sort of swept through the cave and it diminished their numbers by i think about half so i think that it might be two different things but they were coincidentally happening at the same time well, or I think perhaps her cooey was her weakened cooey, Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But so she and her pleasure mate died. So there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Hayden almost died, but he rallied and his cooey worked so hard to save him because the cooies also heal you quicker. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Like it's always working for you. The cooey always takes care, but the cooey worked so hard that his cooey died. Yeah. So he is now working on cooey 2.0. They got so him a get, new yeah, one. A new cooey. Which I guess you can yeah. do. And and then the new Kui found a, a new mate, which is, is what happened. Right. right. Josie doesn't know any of this yet. No, but she does demand to know pretty quickly, Josie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, so this that's Hayden's whole deal, which I just want to point out here. I'm a little bit pro Zala. I know Zala really fucked over Hayden, but she's like a strong, independent woman in the... Tri- she wasn't going to let her cootie choose for her. I kind of was no. supportive of that situation. Which, uh, so... I'm with you, but at the same time, I find it hilarious that both of us are like, yeah, Zala, you go, girl. And the more that Josie talked about and like plotted about how to get out of this mating with Hayden, Mm -hmm. I was just like, what the fuck is your problem? Well, I was like, what the fuck is your problem? Because there was nothing actually wrong with Hayden. Mm -hmm. Like, all Mm -hmm. he did was try to be the best guy he could be for her. All she want, like, she was constantly talking about how fucking desperate she was to mate with somebody and have a baby. Like, if it had been Zala's situation <laughs> where she was straight up in love with somebody else, didn't oh, give yeah. a shit about having a baby, and Hayden was d- a dick to her, then fine. But Hayden's, like, super handsome, super hot, man of her dreams, doing everything he can for her. He got her that snazzy cave. I mean, we're getting ahead of he, ourselves, but, like... He does, he does like, get her the biggest cave. Like, all he's doing is, like, trying to prove himself to you, Josie, and there's literally no other person to put a baby in you and that's all you fucking want in the world apparently so like just, that's why she's frustrating i think in zala's book we would have been pro zala totally but um josie's story is interesting because um once again everybody on earth was a little bit um detached and the way that josie became that way is that she was actually in foster care when the whole time she grew up and it was like not a great foster care situation. She had a few abusive homes like it was it was not great. And so her whole thing is, yes, the only thing she wants in the world, the only thing she's ever known that she wants is that she wants a family. She wants children. But more than that, she wants to create a stable, loving environment because that's what kids deserve. She does not believe in creating kids because you want love or because, you know, the the right. population needs it. She wants to create like the idyllic sort of family. And in her mind, doing that with a guy who loathes her is not optimal because then she's just bringing a child into 
turbulence and stress. Right. So I sort of understand where she's coming from. But because we get all of Hayden's inner monologue, we're like, Josie, girl, he's awesome. He loves you. He wants to worship you. He doesn't do anything that is like mean, though. Like if he were acting differently than he was thinking, it would it would have been different for me. No, but there is a very diff. There's a there's a big difference between the ways he's physically and verbally displaying himself and the way that he's mentally working. You know, like instead. So, for example, during this uh, scene, he's like, "Oh my gosh, Josie is sunshine and light, and she's happiness, and I am, I'm yes. like nobody's ever wanted me." But what he says to her is, "Stop crying." And he's like, oh, that came out harsher than I wanted mm-hmm. it to. But I didn't. He also doesn't fix that. So a lot of times he's just snapping at her on the outside. But it's hard to read that because we're so enmeshed in his inner monologue. Sure. I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. He wears both leather pants and a loincloth at all times. Yeah, Do you find this odd? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what I imagine them to be? Then it, then it works for me. So he's got his shaved sides and his long ponytail that you can just grab onto in addition mm-hmm. to the horns. And then he's got a loincloth and what I imagined was leather chaps. Yeah, something like that. So, But just yeah. so you know, because of the cooties, they are mm. constantly horned up all oh the time. God. She, her arousal, the scent of her arousal is just filling this cave. And his 18-inch well, cock is... <laughs> Add attention, I'm telling you. Like, the loincloth is, uh, if it were anything but leather, he would have ripped through it already. Right. Well, he's the leather and the, he, he's got two layers, it seems like. Here's the thing. Well, we'll Tell get me, to Aaron. it later. I just, here, all right, okay. Everybody sleeps in a cave. <laughs> I knew you were Next gonna, to I the fire. It. Yeah. On piles and piles of furs. Yeah, they, furs, they, they furs, say furs, furs. They everyone say has a instead fur of pile. like, yeah, they're like instead of saying um, we're gonna go to bed or we're gonna have sex or something like that, they Come go, I'm taking her to my furs. <laughs> <laughs> so, all these bitches sleep in leather pants with no underpants. No, they sleep night. naked. Well, a lot of times Josie's sleeping in leather pants. Well, yeah, because she's dumb. But here, all here's what I'm trying to say. She's under four Sorry. furs. She's in leather yeah. pants. She's next sure. to a fire. She keeps yeah. waking up and being like, I'm wet. I'm like, Josie, you're sweaty. Like, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> like, you're head to toe in leather under four furs next to mm. a bonfire. Like, air it out. That's how I feel about right. their fashion choices. But yeah, they're always wearing leather. Okay. So that night, so they have the big argument. They're upset with each other, but they're also horny for each other. Yeah, that and night, Josie's like, I'm sorry, if I said yes, you would fuck me right now? And he's like, of course I would. Like, why yeah. would I not? And yes. she's like, I am not doing that. We are not doing this. And so I'm going to go sleep somewhere else. Also, don't tell anybody that we're mated. I know it's going to come out at some point, but I need time. I need to, like, mentally adjust. So we're, we're keeping this under wraps. And he's right. like, all I want to do is take you to my furs. But... Oh, man, these Ice Planet barbarians who fuck you real good, you guys, they are all about the ladies' choice. That's what they're all about. And, oh, also, the cooey makes you crazy about pleasing your mate, especially yes. if you're a dude. And so he's like, if this is what it takes to please my mate, then that's what will happen. And I will wait as long as I need to for Josie to come around. Right. 
So that night she's so pissed she sleeps in the dog kennel. Yep. (laughs) Next day, she's hanging out with all her friends and all the babies. She talks about how much into babies she is. She's super into babies. The next day, they've got to take a big hike. Apparently, they were on some hunting trip. They've got to take a big hike back to the main cave. Hayden comes out. He's got her snowshoes. He expected her to meet him at his cave because she's his mate now. And then she realizes that she didn't didn't come and he's just got her snowshoes. So he just like leaves them on the ground and walks away. No, it's it's so cute because no, wait, I, I interpreted this differently and I found it to be adorable. OK, so she comes out with her friend Tiff, and, uh, <laughs> and they see Hayden and Tiffany's mate Saluk and Hayden takes one look at her, scowls, throws some snowshoes on the ground, and then storms off. Yeah. And so she's like, huh, wonder wonder what bee is in his bonnet. And I'm like, her name is Josie. The bee's name is Josie. Uh-huh. So then she goes over being like, I wonder why he discarded these snowshoes. And she realizes that he was waiting uh-huh. for her with her snowshoes. Yeah. But then he didn't want, he wanted to respect the fact that she didn't want anybody to know. So he had to get as far away from her as possible, <laughs> lest their cooies start singing right. a horny song. Yeah. So he... It's so sweet. So he (laughs) volunteers to scout far ahead. But it doesn't work because later in the day during their journey, he comes over because he has to something something and her cooey goes and she has to fake to Tiff that it's a fart. (laughs) What is that? What is that? It doesn't last long, you guys. Like the idea that it's just like, and Tiffany is like, was that you? And she's like, yeah, it's just a fart. I don't feel so great. So (laughs) I loved it. My favorite part of the book where it was like, was that the alien parasite in your chest um, singing to the horned blue alien that is your mate? And she's like, no, it's just a fart. Incredible. Incredible, Ruby. Like the idea that you could make this world and then also write that. Hats it's off. It's poetry. It's got it really poetry. Alright. Meanwhile, Hayden came over to yell at everyone about going too slow. So like that's Hayden's brand. Yes. Okay. So they get to the next cave. But he says they're going too slow because he's worried about the women getting too cold. No, I know. No, and carrying he's too always- many babies. Yeah, because Hayden's whole thing is humans are weak and they get they're they're weaker than the barbarian race, the Sakui, and they get cold more easily. And so but again, every time this happens, they have a fight later on where she sort of starts to understand. And she's like, you know, just because I get cold easily doesn't mean that I suck. And he's like, no, I'm not. I never said that you suck. I just was I'm always worried. I'm always worried because yeah. my former mate died on me before I could put it in her. Yeah. And like, I don't know what else you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So All what right. happens when they get back to the cave? I think this is when he goes and gets her the fancy cave. Because somebody's <gasps> like, that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, join us in our bachelor cave. And he's like, nah, I need a cave for me and Josie because we're mates That's now. Right. And they're like, yep. oh, my God, an incredible cave just opened up like yep. a five bedroom cave. <laughs> It's true. Great view. Like, it's really got a, it's got a saltwater bathtub. Like, <laughs> one of the one of the best caves we've got. Smooth walls, mm-hmm. just mm. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "This is a great cave." Josie's yeah. going to be pretty pleased by this. And he's cave. like, "Josie, come see." And and uh, 
Yeah, really. It's like, what more do you want from him, bitch? He got you the nicest cave. I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. So he gets to the cave. He makes a pyramid of dung and starts the fire. And I want to know what the ventilation situation is in these caves because they're always just setting shit on fire, literally. (laughs) Well, I think... (laughs) Because it can't smell Uh, great. Listen, well, certainly in the main cave area, there's a hole in the center right Uh above the hot water spring the hot spring bath yeah the naturally occurring hot spring bath uh-huh so i think but have you ever used dung as a fire starter you know i haven't it's not a great smell and i've never i hear you the the words are never we put more wood on the fire there's occasionally coals but it's mostly shit and i just Listen, feel like the smell you know in these I, caves is probably pretty bad what i did in my brain because it's divisti dung and what I did in my brain was say, those Davisti, they smell so good. And their shit smells even better. That's what happened. <laughs> They're alien. It's alien shit. It smells great. That's right. It smells great. <laughs> All right. So then that night, she sleeps in the cave with him, but like separately. Yeah. He puts her in his furs and then he yeah. camps out across the room because that is what will make his mate happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, their and she's like, All hey, don't try anything. Going, while I'm asleep. And he's like, why Why would I do such a thing? I would are never do that. like this? This is not our culture of aliens. We do not do rapes. But like, no. also like, later on, he definitely says aliens do rapes. But we'll get there. Mm. Just, <laughs> just like, put that little notch in the, in the, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Remind me later. There we go. In, in my mental bank? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So this is where she wakes up. She says, Again, leather pants, furs, 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 dung fire, all right? Dung fire, yeah. Okay, wake up from an exhausted slumber, feeling rather refreshed and horny. God, so horny. My hand is between my legs and I absently cup my sex. The heat of my body seems to be greater there, and I'm a little shocked to realize that I'm so wet that my leather leggings are damp against my pussy. I can't believe I'm comfortable reading these things at this point. Like, I love yeah, it. I any, oh god anyway okay i uh, love this worse. transformation you're just a kaleidoscope of wonderful <laughs> i push against <laughs> the folds of the fabric and let r- let them rub against my aching flesh and a tiny yeah. moan escapes me so she oh, she moans okay. she accidentally moans <laughs> um so here's the like she's Is definitely just sweaty right like she's sweaty you're just, like she's you're under just... all those furs <laughs> anyway. no she's also wet af I i'm know. just saying like she's got to be so hot in there Okay. Yeah, props. Then he hears her moan. Nope. That's not no? the next thing that happens. Damn it. She gets done doing her moans and then mm. she takes her hand out and then and smells it. Get this Does she sentence. smell it? No, but it's bad. <laughs> I slide my hand out from between my legs and rub it on the blankets to get rid of the <gasps> pussy smell. No, Josie, it's going to stay there forever. You can't wash there's that a, fur like no, that. There's no washing machines in this world. Like, that's <laughs> so gross, Josie. <laughs> also, there's no showers or, like, soap or, like, ooh. That's not true. There are soap berries. There are naturally occurring oh, right. soap there berries. There are berries that are the soap. You're right. Well, go yeah. swish your hand in some soap berries. Don't wipe it on his be- This guy exactly. invited you into his new luxury cave, gave you his bed, <laughs> and you're wiping your, like, gross vagina sweat on his furs you know what's great about matedom though 
He what? just wants to mash his face oh, God, into the girl, vagina first girl. now. That's all he wants. Okay, all right. Anyway. Let me let me tell you something about this All right, this we can world. move on with the plot. I just really need no, to highlight Aaron. that mourning she had. No, you will you will listen to the point I'm trying to make, I and that saying. is that one of the cornerstones of this lore is that there is nothing like the taste of a resonance oh, mate on your tongue, gross. you guys. That's <laughs> He just wants a buffet of that nectar. Did they call it nectar, actually? Boy, howdy, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nectar doesn't bother me. Buffet made me wretch a little bit, but there you go. Yeah. All right. So they have another fight that morning. Yeah, it's always the same fight. For the next, like, month, it's always the same fight. This is where she's like, I'm not your mate. I'm not your fucking mate. We're not going to do sex on each other. And then he, she's like, so tell me the story about your dead mate or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you don't, I don't want to talk about that. You don't have the right to know right. that. And she's like, um, I'm your mate. I know. So maybe you should fucking tell me. She goes, she literally, it's italicized, but as your romantic partner, <laughs> I don't deserve. It's like she searches for another word besides mate. But like, yeah. She's like, don't I deserve to know the whole story? It's like, no, you don't. No, you just said out loud that you are not that thing. Yeah. So like, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway, he tells her. Yeah. Doesn't he? Because he's he's a good guy. Because he's the best. Yeah. So she finds that out and she's like, man, I feel kind of bad for him. But not enough to make both of our dreams come true. Certainly not. Not enough to even be kind of kind or say, I'm sorry about your whole situation. And he's like, I'm the only unlucky male that had the cooey sickness and didn't die. And then also Mm -hmm. had a mate die and then had to have my cooey, dead cooey removed from my chest Mm -hmm. and a new one put in. And he says, I think I'm the only male in such an unlucky situation. And she goes, wow, thanks for that slap. And it's like, no, he's talking about how uh, his wife died. You know, right, like maybe. obviously, let's not make everything about you, shall oh, we, Josie? That's, that's the Josie problem. Everything yeah. is about Josie. Yeah, yeah. So Ugh. anyway, for the next, like, three weeks, and I shit you not, she is sleeping anywhere but in his cave. Me- meanwhile, all he do- he has done at this point is get her this luxury cave. M- he makes her tea all the time. Because that's the other thing. The males in the pairing always want to, like, provide for their mate. So they are always bringing you food. They would like nothing more than to rub your feet. Uh Uh-huh. Do you need tea? Because he will will go pick the herbs and then brew it for you. Like, it is serious business. He's being so nice to her. And she has this thought a few pages later. I think about Hayden and his terrible story. He wants me to be his mate, his second chance at a family. If it were anyone else, I'd feel sorry for the tragedy they'd endured. But it's Hayden. But it's Hayden, though, Sal. And it's like, <laughs> this guy's worst offense is that he's kind of rude and grumpy all the time and closed mm-hmm. off. Like, that's the worst thing he's done to her, as far as I know. If there's something in the past books, she doesn't mention it in this book. It's just that he's right. kind of an asshole. Like, and not even, like, overtly, just kind of, like, closed off. It's yeah. like... You can't feel sorry for him that he nearly died and his mate died and he had to have his queer removed. Like, it's a horrible story, but it's Hayden. Yeah, I mean... She's such a bitch. The only reason that I tolerated Josie is that, again, a lot of times Hayden has so many opportunities to dissuade her of all of her illusions. Mm -hmm. She literally says, like, you hate me and I hate you. 
And instead of saying, no, Josie, I don't hate you. This is a misunderstanding. He just thinks to himself, oh, God, she hates me. My mate hates me. That's all he can think about. And so once again, he never he never tries to build a verbal bridge. And I think that's what Josie needs. She says, I hate you. She says she hates him constantly. So why would he want to put himself out there and be like, I don't hate you? Before he ever said anything to her, when they resonated, she was like, this can't be. I hate you. Yeah, that's true. So, like, true. why would he, you know, like, why why put yourself out there for that evil, you know? Well, because he's trying to get it in, you know? Oh, like, God. do what you I gotta do, Hayden. But, like, think of his situation with his former mate. It's all happening I, again. Why would he? Listen. I just. I know. I, listen, I'm here for Hayden, and I hate Josie. <laughs> and that position is not going to change. I know. Right. I know. So she's like sleeping in other caves. She's yeah. sleeping in storage areas. Yeah. She's sleeping anywhere but with him. And meanwhile, he just keeps on bringing her presents <gasps> periodically. And he's sleeping and then in she's a luxury like, cave all alone. But then she sees him <laughs> naked. Oh, is that when this happens? Yeah. Oh. It's the first time she's ever seen Hayden naked, even though <gasps> oh, they yeah. all bathe in a communal pool in the center yeah, of the how cave does system. That work? It's been a year and a half. Yeah, I don't know why she's never seen Hayden naked before, but she says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys? You guys. He's got a pretty big <laughs> dick. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have read an alien sex novel before, but his is a good one. Mm-hmm. Thickest one she's ever seen. Uh, magnificently broad. Mm-hmm. Heavy balls. Didn't need that description. <laughs> I didn't need the heavy balls <laughs> description. Um the sight of his substantial dick makes an ache deep in her belly. Um, yeah. And then her cootie starts going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. So she, she says, I want to mate. So images of touching him all over move through my mind and I have to fight the urge to rush over to him and tackle him to the cave floor. This yeah. isn't what I want. I want a mate that loves me, not someone who can barely tolerate me. I can't bring a baby into this world in any other way, no matter how badly I want to be a mother. And I wrote mm-hmm. the note, maybe he'd like you if you'd stop being such a bitch to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. So fair then enough. At some point, I mean, weeks later happens, but at some point she gets this idea that if Hayden's Koi died and he was able to put a new one into him, mm-hmm. that she could maybe kill hers or remove hers and get a new one that didn't like Hayden. She wants to swap out both their Kuis. Right. This is after weeks and weeks of like they're wasting away, they're becoming, they're looking like Bella in the beginning of book four of Twilight. Like she's like a Skeletor. She's doing she can't eat he can't sleep like they're they're just they're dying their cooies are eating them from the inside out (laughs) so he decides okay if this is what she wants to figure out if he's like there's no way to get rid of your cooie that's not a thing but she thinks that there's a machine that can do it at a spaceship there's a spaceship machine so turns out this is also a part of the lore that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I will address it on the Patreon. Basically, uh, almost 300 years ago, the way that the alien race got there was that they were on like a pleasure cruiser and the pleasure cruiser crashed on this ice planet. So like 60 of them were stranded there 
and then now it's 300 years later. So they call the spaceship an elder cave. And 300 years later, some of the things work and some of them don't. In book three, question mark, the surgery Uh machine worked. So I think that something happened to it between book three and book seven. It is now broken. And And there's a one of the other humans. Yeah, Yeah. one of the other humans is uh, attempting to fix it, but she's not sure like what the status is. So Hayden is like the only thing that is like the cornerstone of my personality now is pleasing my mate. So if she's really serious about wanting to take out her cooey, I don't want to take my cooey out because it doesn't seem right. But I I will go with her and support her in in taking out her cooey. So he is going to take her to the elder cave. And try to make this happen for her. Right. So they hike out to that elder cave. Let They're me say, hiking and hiking. Harlow's just like, surgery machine is broken. And doesn't really like, I don't think she has a lot of initiative to fix the surgery machine. She's just like. She is a new mother. Uh-huh. And I do not want you coming at Harlow. She's <laughs> dealing with a newborn. <laughs> All right. Well, I just She's like- dealing with a newborn in like prehistoric <laughs> times, Erin. <laughs> How do you like how long like, do you I'm I, sorry, uh, no, no, you will wait. You will wait. She is diapering a baby with leather. Okay? Oh god. She has things to wash all the time. I don't know. I just feel like she made a choice to have a half alien prehistoric baby. Her cooey chose. How dare you? Her cooey chose. There was no choice. <laughs> you have <laughs> to please the cooey. <laughs> all right, okay. But here's, here's basically the conversation between Josie and Harlow. <sighs> sorry. They show sorry. up. Josie's like, I, hi, Harlow. You're the mechanic around here. I would really like it if you could help me use the surgery machine to remove my koi. And Harlow's like, it's broken. And Josie's like, what's like wrong with it? And she's like, broken. And Josie's like, are you going to try to? And she's like, no, broken, Josie. <laughs> That's not true. And it's like, it's very. What she says is. Uh huh. It's very because I said so. No, it's broken. And she's like, listen, I've been trying, but it's alien technology. I don't actually have any like parts. I can't order parts. I have to manufacture my own parts out of cannibalized metal around me. It takes a long time. And so I've been trying, but I also have an infant and I'm also like knee deep in leather covered shit. Nope. Shit covered leather. (laughs) And so... They're just wrapping shit in leather. Yeah, and then throwing it on the fire. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Let's make our food. So anyway, yeah, she's like, I'm trying to fix it, but it could be six weeks. It could be three years before the surgery machine is fixed. I don't know. And Josie, because what Josie says is like, I need this done like by tonight or tomorrow, question mark. Like, I really need this done because I'm my cooey's eating me from the inside so like right. the quicker we could do this the better right and harlow cannot make that promise that seems reasonable to me yeah i just i just felt like it was <laughs> one of those conversations where harlow was like just like please leave i am not gonna try i mean is that not how you would deal with josie Aaron? that sounds like exactly <laughs> how you would deal with josie <laughs> wait a minute revelation that is exactly how i would deal with this never mind you're so right team harlow oh you want me to fix this right now because like yep you're right never mind sorry because like instead go fuck yourself you're right sorry cut all that cut it all i'm keeping all of it all right oh hey hbs i don't know if you've heard but 
we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. So, so okay. Josie at this point. So she's like, like okay, fuck it. You know I guess what? I'll just do it. I guess what I have to do is like really, really angrily hop on that dick. I'm just going to hop on this alien dick. So well, she's like. Except, yes. Can I just say yeah. that I, I would have loved I would have loved if this was like a hate fuck at first, you know, because book two, can I just say, Aaron, that's what I'm saying. You've got to read book two. All right. I'll read book book two. Book two has has a hate staring in each other's eyes like mutual masturbation. That is so good. I'll read book two after for a chase or after I read fires of fucking winter because. Oh, yeah. We have to do that. (laughs) Oof. All right. (laughs) So anyway. She's like, Hayden, we really need to please our cooies because I can't get my cooey out. So, like, I guess we have to be fucking mates. And she's yeah. she's not happy about it. And she's not trying to be nice about it. And she's psyching herself up for bad, what she calls bad sex. I just want to yeah. read this paragraph. Please. Then we'll leave it here. I don't want to have a full on. I don't want to bring it down into a sexual abuse discussion. Okay. But I just, I want to plan it right here because I want the readers to know that at least we noticed this. I've had bad sex in the past. I've been abused by foster parents, raped by aliens, and gone on terrible dates where things got out of hand. Those things are not bad sex. And she repeatedly refers to those three things as bad sex. So Josie's got a dark past. And it's part of why she's so not okay with being with somebody who is just going to use her to have a baby and doesn't actually love her and want to be with her absolutely yeah we hate josie but like i guess it goes it comes from a place of um i do not hate josie i hate josie so (laughs) i know i just want to acknowledge this part of josie so that i don't know i just don't i i listen i get where josie's coming from but i just feel like she should she could have been a little more empathetic toward him absolutely no absolutely she's certainly flawed right but i still you know i enjoy her i think it i think it gives a nice what i will say is that ruby's heroines none of them sound the same which is really awesome. that's really cool she's a very yeah. talented writer she is yeah but i want to say like her whole thing is and i get it this kui situation is taking her her decision out of who she has to have sex with or gets to have sex with and she's losing Mm -hmm. her agency in this situation like it sounds like she's lost her agency in a lot of situations in the past and so when we view Josie through that lens we can see what her motivations are comma 
She's still being a total bitch toward Hayden. All right. Okay. Yes. So she's like, we better go into a different room in this in this spaceship and let's just do a real quick bone it out just to, you know, get it out of our systems. And Hayden's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll follow you anywhere. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I just noticed something. I'm sorry. I just screamed in the microphone. Before she does this, she contemplates murdering Hayden. Oh, yeah. There is that part. Yeah. He's not. She says to herself. He's pretty nice. Like, I don't. He's just bringing her all the tea she wants. He's not nice out loud. But he's nice in actions. (laughs) Well, sort of. But let's review. When he brought her her snowshoes, what he did was scowl at her, throw them on the ground, and storm away. Yeah, he's a man. I don't understand. (laughs) What? (laughs) I just, I feel like he's showing her he loves her. What's the deal? I don't know. She's just mean. Yes. Maybe her love language is different. Yes. Okay? She needs verbal affirmations. And Mm -hmm. she's not getting that from Hayden, so she can't see it. She's just like, oh, he just wants to bone me because his cooey and his body are telling me that he wants to bone me, but he doesn't like me for me. And I totally understand that coming from her. Anyway, so, yeah, and so she might contemplate a tiny bit of murder, you know, (laughs) but she she quickly turns the ship around. So mean. She turns the car right around. Yeah. So, So, okay, so now they're going to fuck. She goes out. They're going to fuck. So they go into the place. And she's like, maybe we could start with some kissing. And he's like, kissing? What is this kissing you talk about? Um, He's like, oh, yes, I have seen the other people do some kissing. And uh, so he tries to do that. And but then he's a pretty quick learner, right? No, he does not try to kiss her. No. So she actually gets frustrated in that he doesn't try to kiss her. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because he doesn't know what it is uh... yet. Sorry, guys. I'm getting my book. She doesn't say anything about kissing in this first one. She's just like, you know what? Josie is so unfair because in a society where she knows she's talked to all of her bitches before, Uh she knows that all of them had to be like, "Hey, there's this kissing thing that humans like to do." Yeah, and all the aliens are like, "Oh, you mean like mating with mouths?" Uh huh. So they everybody else had to be coached. You know, they all talked about it in their girl circle. But she's sitting there and being like, "Unless he smooches me, this motherfucker better kiss me. This is over." Yeah, he better. He better. Bring it upon himself. He better think of it himself to kiss me. Otherwise, I hate him. And so that's pretty unfair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just tell him what you want. You know, all he wants to do is give you what he want. Yeah. And so she's sitting there. She's like, okay, we can do this. She goes into a room. It's it's got one of those doors. It's like. Yeah. It's like got a button. So she goes in. She sits down on a hard steel bench. Yeah. Yes, and all of the barbarians are incredibly mistrusting of the Elder Cave, and all of them like do not know how anything works. Right. She's got there's like a stainless steel slab, and she's like, "All right, this is where we're gonna do it." And yeah. he's trying to be very delicate and like touching her hair and like trying to like he's kind of touching her boobs a little bit and like yeah, trying to do some foreplay. Tits. And she's sitting there fuming, being like, "Why is he fucking kissing me?" And then she says things me. such as, "He's like." Do you wish to be my mate, Josie? And like, he's trying to get consent from her. Do you wish to be my mate, Josie? She's like, honestly, no, I don't want it. And I don't want you, but I can't do this anymore. And I feel like we're stuck treading water and just getting weaker and weaker. So this is what we have to do. Yeah. It's like, she's so mean. Okay. So then she sits there for a while and then he like doesn't smooch her. 
I forget what like sets her off, but she's like, no, this is done. I don't want this anymore. Oh, like, I'll tell you what sets her off. Don't mm-hmm. worry. I got it. She like touches maybe his rib cage or maybe his arm or something. And this dude oh, I remember. is such a virgin. <gasps> and so he gets so excited, the poor, the poor guy, that one tiny touch from his hot mate who he wants so badly makes him come in his loincloth. <laughs> and so now he's got he's got cum splattered loincloth that's just sticking to him. He whips around and he's against a wall and he's just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. How do I show her that I'm not like right. that, like because he all he remembers is his former mate Zala laughing in his face right. about what like a tiny boy he was. Right. And he doesn't want that to happen with Josie. And so he's trying to figure out what to do. And she's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's <laughs> and he's like, uh I don't like and he gets frustrated and then she's like oh fuck this and fuck you i was gonna demean myself by getting in your pants and letting you get in my pants and now i'm over it and i'm done and so she pushes the mystery button that makes the the steel slab door go Uh go open and then close and he, meanwhile, is just like, oh, he's I'm wiping up sperms from his loin, yeah, loincloth. May yeah. I just say this? Yeah. This line? Yeah. Well, be- this is before it all went south. Oh, sure. Kui is singing loudly in her breast, and her scent is so dot, 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 overwhelming. And mm. I just wrote, it really is a fart. <laughs> it's a fart. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scent is so overwhelming. Like, I just can't get it out of my head. Anyway, Man, and okay. you know what? Even farts smell good to resonance mates. That's how deep it is. Yes. Oh, so, God, gross. Um, so, okay. So she's, so she's storming part off. part of Josie that is so Storming annoying. off and then being like, why she, won't he follow me? Girls. Yes. We've said it before. We'll say it again. It doesn't fucking work. Do not storm off and then works. be like, why don't you follow me? They never want to follow yeah. you. They're never going to follow well, you. Or maybe you know for a fact that your alien barbarian mate doesn't know how to work anything on a spaceship so maybe he doesn't know how to open the door you guys she's like why didn't he follow me this is so shitty he doesn't even like me and then it clips he's back stuck. to his narrative and he's like i'm stuck in this room how does this door open he's banging i want to go to my mate i'm so covered in cum <laughs> i need to go find my josie and tell her that it was my problem not her but boom 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 i don't know how to open this door oh god it's yep. so good so then She's like, you know what? I am gonna, I am done with this. I am done with everybody thinking I'm a weak little human. I'm done with this Kui deciding my destiny. I'm done having no agency. So I am fucking off forever. I'm over it. I'm done. So she gets up a bunch of supplies while nobody's looking. And she's like, I'm just gonna go find this cave by the sea. And I'm gonna live there for the rest of my days. For the rest of my life. I've never hunted. Never or never gathered. Hunted. Nope. Or I don't know any of the things, any of the things that you have to do to survive in the wilderness. She's never done. She just takes like a handful of fucking granola and she's like, this is me surviving <laughs> on the ice planet alone nope. on the glacier. Can't wait. Yeah. I don't know how to. Oh, she does know how to make leather. I will say that what I found out about Josie before is that because she couldn't resonate she wanted to figure out a way to be useful to the tribe. So she's been learning a bunch of crafts. She's been she's been doing baskets up the yin-yang. She's been tanning a bunch of hides. She's been doing, you know, work to uh-huh. to make sure she also has a place in the society. Huh. 
So I think she does have some skills. Okay. Um, just maybe not bringing down beasts, which yeah. is the number one skill you need to have. Yeah, that's like the one. To the one. Right. Anyway, so, so she, she fucks goes. off. She's hiking, trying to go to the ocean because there's this ocean cave she's trying to get to. Yeah. Meanwhile, clip, Meanwhile, clip back to poor Hayden. <laughs> he falls asleep. In his, <laughs> he falls asleep with his sperms all over him. <laughs> he has a fucking wet dream. He wakes up with oh, yeah. more sperms all over him. He says, <laughs> I wake up sometime later, cooing humming, my cock still hard, and my breechcloth wet again from my dream, and still no Josie. Cursing, I rip one of my decorative panels from my leathers and scrub at my wet belly and groin. Twice now, I have come in my pants. I snarl as I toss the wet leather aside and then push the wall again, trying to get it to move. Like, I just love that she's all on happy or like, like independent woman adventure. And he's still she's stuck like, in the room, just coming and coming and coming, and he can't control himself. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, so it's been hours since she went to eat, pray, love by herself. And since she went to eat, pray, love by herself. <laughs> and finally, uh-huh. they hear the people who live on the ship, Harlow and her mate hear this pounding and so they go and find him and he's like i need to find my josie and they're like we thought you both left like i don't know there's I no mention on you. the fact that he's just like cock out like covered <laughs> in cum when they open the store it smells completely <laughs> like sperm oh yeah and his queen's been humming the whole time so it's just like fart smells <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm sorry this is all we talk about is farts and stuff i'm sorry that's right. not how it is. A sound is different from a oh? smell, Aaron. Oh? <laughs> we anyway. She says it smells overwhelming. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So then, so here's then, the best thing about he Hayden. Wait, it. wait. I love the I love Hayden so much because yes. his inner monologue here just made me want to jump all of his bones. He's like, okay, what what's going on? And they're like, we thought that Josie was with you. She is not here. Uh-huh. They asked the ship. And the ship is like, there are only three organisms on this on this bitch. So the other one is gone. And he's like, oh, no, my mate has nothing. She mm-hmm. doesn't know how to. She's so weak. She doesn't know how to survive in the wilderness. And then he realizes that she raided his pack for uh-huh. like travel supplies. Yeah. And he's like, mm, my clever, clever mate. Yes. <laughs> my resourceful Josie. Yes. And so he's like, you know what? All right, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to see what's going on. Yes. He very soon realizes that she's not going back to the main cave. And it seems as though she's heading in the direction, you know, of this shoreline yes. or whatever. May I read you a so passage like, that you blew oh, over, yeah. though? He, oh, sure, sure, sure. He sees Rook kiss Harlow. Oh, yeah. And he realizes <gasps> oh. He presses his mouth to her forehead. A kiss, the humans call it. A kiss. I did not... Give Josie a kiss. I did not hold her in the tender, easy way that Rook holds his mate. Mm. And I am ashamed. There are so I many things ashamed. I have done wrong this day, and I oh. will write them or die trying. Or Woo. die trying. Hayden. Anyway, Hayden. So he's following uh. her, follows her tracks. Yeah, and he he's like, you know what? I, I He can see her, but he's staying far enough back that she won't notice. And he's yeah. like, you know... My Josie is clever and resourceful, and she's shockingly capable. But I do not like that she never looks behind her because, you know, beasts and stuff. Yes. And she'd be able to see him. Yes. So 
he's like, I'm just gonna, I could go, and he like camps out. Yes. Can I read another Hayden passage from this time? Oh, yes, please. Just Mm -hmm. once, I wish she would look back. I wish she would see me Uh. waiting on the horizon for her, waiting to take care of her, to comfort her, to be her man Uh. and her mate and whatever else she needs, but she never turns. I hope wherever Josie is going, she gets there soon. And he's like, I could go, like, everything in my being wants to go into the cave that she's currently in and be like, I take care of you now and, like, really caveman at her. Yes. But he's like, she's obviously on a journey and I'm just going to be here to make sure that I can support her and murder anything that tries to murder her. That's my job right now. I'm going to let her do what she wants to do. And it's gorgeous. It's so, he's such a feminist and I'm uh-huh. so into it. I just love Hayden so much. Oh, I love so, him. So she gets to the ocean. Yeah. She uses a spyglass that she took from the elder cave and like scopes out that ocean. She peeps a bird. That's the one. She peeps a sea monster. She's mm-hmm. She peeps a spaceship. So she goes she down. She peeps a crashed spaceship. Yeah. So she goes down and she's like, what's the spaceship? And then she's like, oh, right. I remember the story of the spaceship. The story of the spaceship doesn't really matter, except that the she story says. story of the spaceship is so good. And it's in book three. Kira's yeah. book. Go read it. A ship returned a few months after we'd arrived. They stole Kira, shot a, a-, a- Hako and Hayden. Uh-huh. Oh, crap. Hayden. And left them for dead. Kira had saved the day. Blah, blah, blah. It's a story that's been told around the campfire over and over again. I've heard it a dozen times, mostly because I gleefully enjoyed the part where Hayden got his gut shot up. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Like, I can understand having an aversion to this guy and just wanting to make your own choices in life. But she, like, hates him for no reason. Yeah, but then isn't this the part where she's like, oh, no, I think I miss Hayden. And I think I miss him for more yes, reasons than it just is. my cooey. I'm just saying, I feel like there are very few people in the world that I hate so, like, maybe no one that I hate so much that I would enjoy their guts getting shot up. Yeah, and, like, needing to relive it constantly. Yeah, that's and, sort like, of giggling overkill. about it. That's yeah. that's a lot. Especially if we're talking about, like, it's not hyperbole. This actually happened to this person. Right. Slash alien slash barbarian. Colon. Fucks you real good. Fucks you real good. So, okay. <laughs> so she goes down to that spaceship. She doesn't know what else to do. So she goes to the spaceship. There's a big light on it. It's hot. Um, she goes into the spaceship. Oh, wait, guys. Yeah. Wait, but before that, yes. Hayden sees some tracks. And it oh, looks yeah. like it's Metlax. Metlax. There's only three kind of animals on this planet they're the dogs that run around they eat those they use their poop they also keep them as dogs there's metlax the weird thing is that i thought they were more like cows Hmm. like really furry cows so i I know i'm wondering how big this how like big divisties are because i really thought they were more like cows anyway dog cows there's dog dog cows cows. there's the dog cow (laughs) ones then there's the mean ones those are the metlax Metlax. There's also face-eating fish, which are real neat. <laughs> and then we there's don't a real them in this. scary bird. Oh, and then there's this bird. <laughs> this bird you got. Wait, we're not there yet. Okay. We're she not goes there in the spaceship. So the Metlax are like yetis. Yeah. But they want to claw your eyes out. They're bad. And they hunt in groups. Yes. Okay. Okay. So she so goes to the spaceship. Meanwhile, there's a Hayden's hot light. Like, yeah. Hayden's yeah. like, I'm going to go get these Metlax. I need to protect right. her from the Metlax. She goes, she sees Correct. the hot light. She goes inside. There's, there's also, light. there's pods inside and they've got ladies in them. Two of them. <gasps> there's more pods. There's more ladies in yeah. pods. There's lady, oh, pod no. ladies. 
she's like, oh, no, I have to rescue these ladies. I'm going to. And she's like, oh, I do have to go back to the camp now. Not because I'm running out of food. No, no, no. (laughs) But because we got to save these ladies. Yeah, that tracks. She comes out of the spaceship. She sees Hayden uh, bravely fighting off a dozen Metlax. He is locked in combat with a baker's dozen of Metlaks. Metlax. Oh my gosh. Hate he fire. Is just swinging. Mm. Spear. Yeah. So what she does, she goes up to that hot light. Remember the hot light? Because I, yeah, I, I dropped it a few times so that you guys remember. She did. She, it was at least three. Yeah. So she, because <laughs> of that hot light, she tried to put her leather on that hot light, try to make her leather catch on fire so that Doesn't she can work. scare away those Metlax because they hate fire. And she takes her whole pack, puts it on the thing, and she get she lights a lot of her shit on fire. Then she <laughs> she lights takes, a bunch of, and then she carries that she carries it in her hands fire all the way toward, up the hill. She's going fast. Metlax, this is the fire. And How then she's dare like, you? Swoosh, ouch, swoosh. ouch, she's, my hands, my hands oh, are my hands burning. Are so burned. Ouch, ouch, but like I want to save Hayden. Which is like, whoosh. oh my god, Josie's in love with Hayden. Am I right? Yeah. So then. Yeah. She burns up her hands and throws the fire at the Metlax. They scamper away. And then, yeah, I assume that they make the noise of the name that they are. Um, And then Hayden is so grateful and so concerned about her hands. And they make a rendezvous inside the cave. Yeah, so he sets her up and he's like, okay, you're going to sit here. I love cave, you forever. I mean spaceship, but he calls it a cave. Yeah, the, mm-hmm, the high-tech cave. High-tech so then cave. he's like... I'm gonna, go get to you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get you some herbs and right. uh, he builds her a fire yeah. and he gets her all warmed up and then he he goes out and she this is where their relationship starts changing because he's like I'm gonna go get you some herbs you're gonna be okay because there's fire here and the metlocks don't like it so just make sure the fire stays up right and she's like but you're you're going out there are you gonna be okay yeah. and he's like oh my gosh my Josie is worried about me being okay yes and he's like yes I will be fine I am hunter hear me roar yes. roar and then she's like, okay, well, hurry back. And he's like, oh, my gosh. So he comes back and he starts he starts chewing on those yucky herbs and buttering up her hands with them. Yeah. She realizes that the reason he's such a dick to her all the time is that he's scared that she's going to die. Yes. Like his other mate died. And she's small and can't take care of herself. Yeah. Duh, Josie. Duh, Josie. So this is where it goes from here. Over the next few days... They, oh, I love this fight, though, because he's just starting to think that she cares about him. And so he's like, he's like, okay, well, um, doctor in your hands, I'm doing all the things. And right. He's like, so it seemed like you were heading back out. And she was like, yeah, I was coming. I was heading out to head back to the camp because there's two more bitches here and we got to save these <laughs> bitches. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, and then he gets really quiet oh. and she's like, oh, no. I heard his feelings. He thought I was coming back for him. And like, obviously I wasn't doing that, but now I kind of wish I was. Yes. And so this is good of her. She tells him, you know, that she's starting to, her feelings are starting to change. Yes. And it takes him a while, but she's like, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings about, you know, not Mm -hmm. wanting to be in your sight at all, ever. Yeah. And I was only going back for these bitches. Yeah. So then- like two days pass because he's like we can't leave until your hands are better you're right. already a liability because you're so frail right and so small. you have to be fully healthy before we can leave he's feeding her he's literally 
feeding her, he's and, feeding her? and drinking her yeah, with no, his hands. No, I was about to say, he's doing a lot of feeding her, but he's also doing a lot of handing her tea, which I was confused by. She can hold the tea, but not the spoons. Well, she's got mitts. It's basically <laughs> like in bowls, you know, oh, so see, she can just mitt it okay. <laughs> and then double hand it up to her right, face. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> so then. So. It's bath time. Yeah. Guys. Josie just is feeling guys, pretty bath stinky. Time. She's feeling stinky. And she well, she's been furred up and leathered up yeah, and horned up. A lot of. For like a very month. horned up. And her resonance has just been making a lot of smells and a lot of sounds. <laughs> she just feels very stinky and so she turns to hayden and she says hayden i'm stinky would you mind (laughs) can you imagine if that's what she i know but anyway smells so bad hayden i'm yeah so smelly smelly. and very smelly Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and he's like how about i bath you how about i sponge bath you and she's like oh no we couldn't and he's like no no i totally can super can definitely want to so he starts warming up the water and then when it's warm, like, he starts taking off her clothes a uh-huh. little bit. Uh-huh. And then he starts. So then then our virgin Duke is so sweet uh-huh. because he's trying to bath her. But he also wants to touch her all over. But uh-huh. he also doesn't want to come in his pants again. Right? So he's right. in this predicament, <laughs> right? So horny. So he, just keeps, he just keeps on washing her shoulders. He uh-huh. just keeps on washing just her shoulders. Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, you can move down a little bit. Uh-huh. And so then he, he washes up on her boobs. And then she's like, oh my gosh. And then he goes a little bit lower. And then he washes up on her cunt. And uh-huh. she's like, oh boy. And then he's like, I need to bury my face in your cunt wait, right now. Wait, before right? that happens. Oh, no. Okay. He tells her what happened with the other thing. He was like, I should have done better with oh, that yeah, because he, he tells her. her his hesitation in bathing her. And like, he's very embarrassed by it. And she all of a sudden realizes what happens. And she's yeah. like, oh, okay. No, it makes me like you more. And then he's embarrassed. And then he feels yeah. okay. So I, I just wanted to get that out. That happens during Thank the Thank you for telling us about that, Erin. That's so true. <laughs> it was important. And to Josie's, it was. And to Josie's credit, she finds it to be adorable, as she yes. should. Yes. And she finds out he's a virgin in this conversation. She's like, it was my, yes. he's like, it was my first time. I'm ashamed that I couldn't get it right. And she was like, it's your yeah. first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he just takes his tongue and he puts it right in her folds. And guys, a lot of their, a lot of their body is ridged and like bumpy, including their tongue. Can I just tell you that <laughs> upon first read, he kept on talking about her super smooth tongue. Uh-huh. And so on first read, I was a little put off because I was imagining like a cat tongue. It's not uh-huh. what it is. No. It's not that. It's just like ridged. It's a bumpy. little bit bumpy. It's ridged so for her textured. pleasure. So is the it penis. Is, it is. So is the penis. <laughs> and it has a prong yeah. for the clit. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. I've got I've got some hesitation regarding his spur. <laughs> spur is like the worst word for it, too. It implies that it's sharp. It's so sharp. Yes. It is so sharp. It's meant for punishment. Okay. So anyway, he goes down on her. It's amazing. Yes. She comes like a freight train. Yes. And then does she offer to reciprocate? I don't remember that she does. Oh, she does not. But it doesn't matter because he blows his load while oh, going right. down on her. 
Yeah, he cannot help himself. And she's like, I don't know if she offers or he just kind of is like, I'm good. <laughs> no, he yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like, that was really good for me, too. Oh, and that's what like she says. What up. about you? And he's like, I finished as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, I love you. <sighs> you Randy kid. And then he finishes bathing her and then they go to sleep. Yeah. Naked this time that's in the furs good. together. Yeah. And they're all cuddled up. Okay. So then can we skip ahead to when they leave? Yeah, I guess. I mean, j- it just builds more and more. It's very it's very nice. Like they, they have, have a more lot of realizations really about their mini uh, miscommunications. I start to be more okay with Josie during the, you know, they, they start talking to each other, which is great. And mm-hmm. now they're like totally into each other. They're good. Yeah, All they're right. into it. So then they start hiking away. Oh, wait. And they start going to, mm. oh, 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 that's right. Bloop. Beep boop blop bird bird click <laughs> beep boop bird, bird click um <clears throat> i think that's what it was yeah they're uh-huh. worried about those <laughs> melax they're worried about the yetis mm. outside and he's like it'll be fine they're afraid of fire so we will cover ourselves with ashes so that we smell yeah. like fire yeah that's stupid <laughs> that's all i had to say about that beep boop bird yeah. bird click that's dumb metlax are afraid of fire because it burns not because it smells like ashes that makes no sense that just sounds like there used to be a fire <laughs> and now there is not now no. it just smells safe right right that's just smells safe dumb how about a torch i mean i'm not i'm not like miss survivalist here i don't know i'm not experienced in metlax but i feel like a torch <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think it's like an all-day plan. You know what I mean? I don't know. They have a lot of dung. I I know, but are you going to hold a flaming ball of dung? Listen, Josie tried that. She got real injured. If they said, (laughs) we left holding a flaming ball of dung on a stick and we use that as a torch all day, we wouldn't be beep bloop blopping bird clicking. I would have been like, yep, that sounds about right, a torch. But (laughs) instead, when they rub themselves with ashes, I had to highlight it and and say what? is going on okay no fair sense. all right okay okay but all right back to the plot point yes, of order plot. they leave but so hayden's like let us go back to our friend's cave and she's like actually can we take a bit of a honeymoon Stupid. like this thing is new between us i really want to just like see the countryside Stupid. let's do this real good uh-huh. and then we'll go back to the cave because in her mind like this is going to be a crazy 180 to yeah. everybody over there. And so she wants a really solid relationship when she confronts everyone with their I new can, blissed out state. I can see that. But like also there are animals that are going to eat. You. Like I just feel like get back to the cave where you guys can like have a nice bath, retire to your cave, lock the door, you know, hiking all well, around or, the countryside with very little food is not the nice honeymoon you want. Yeah. So my... My thing was, why not go within, I don't know, one day's hike of the cave sure. and then hang out yeah. inland? Because their whole thing is um, right by the shore is super dangerous because A, it's Metlak territory. And B, there are these insane, like, Jurassic birds. There are these bus size birds They're that hang out on the coastline and they just want to eat you. Like you just look like the most delicious tiny snack because they are bus size. They are school bus size and they fly. They're flying buses with Uh with teeth. Oh, boy. So we I think we can fast forward a little bit here. Like they take their honeymoon. Yeah, they're hiking and hiking. They're doing the hiking. One night she teaches him how to do the kissing. Yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. They do the kissing that night. And um, she, he learns how likes it very much. Um, he's got the ridgy tongue. She's got the normal tongue. I feel like he fingers her. Yeah, that's the night he fingers her. He that's says it. something like, "Do you want me to fuck you with my fingers?" And yes. I was into it. And then, like another night, she goes down on him. Yeah, she definitely does like a like an alien blowjob. To which I remember yeah. noting, "What do we think alien cum tastes like?" We don't need to talk about it, but I don't know. Resonance mates taste like the best thing that's ever happened to your I mouth. I feel like they're light blue, so like maybe cotton candy. <laughs> that's, Ooh, I feel like delicious. when something's light blue flavored, that's usually the flavor. Yeah, or like blue raspberry. Delish. Right. Like he wakes her up with oral sex a couple times. That's great. Like they're yeah. they're just doing they're exploring. They're honeymooning. It they're up. honeymooning. They have not had regular sex yet, though. Like, they have not had penis into vagina sex. Do we call it a penis? Like, I almost said that, but then I was like, is that what it... Yeah, I guess it is. His alien they penis is not... Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, also, you guys, he only refers as, to vaginas as cunts. That's the only word he knows for yeah. it. Every time she calls it something else, he's like, what is pussy? That's right. <laughs> so is that funny. your cunt? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, is that, is that what you call your cunt? Um, which is, uh, it's hilarious that he doesn't know, like, two words, and they're, like, the other two words for vagina. Otherwise, fluent mm-hmm. English. Okay. <laughs> so then, they're hiking around one day, and they see a metlack that's, like, real fucked up. And he's like, yeah, oh, no, the mutilated. scary birds are around. And then the next day, uh-huh. they start hiking, and he's like, stay real close behind me, because those scary birds are around. And she's like, oh, look, a scary bird. And then... No, no, Aaron, wait. No, I'm sorry. I have to talk about this. First, she whispers. He says, no, 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 (laughs) stop it. No, no, this is a, this is a, this is a beep boop blurt bird click. Hayden is a dum-dum. Hayden is a dum-dum? You just wait. Take a seat, madam. take, hot take from Melody. Here we go. (laughs) So he's like, these birds are scary as shit. We only know them in like mythical terms. We've never actually seen one in action, but we know that they're super dangerous. And so he's like, all right, tiny human that is Josie, you need to, we need to be careful and like burr. So this motherfucker then decides that, so Josie's in snowshoes because she's got human feet and it is super, super uh, snowy. She can only walk so fast in her snowshoes. So Hayden is like, we've got to hurry, Josie. And so he just fucks off. And he's like, he is no less than 30 paces ahead of her. He cannot hear her, even if she were to like oh, almost shout. Even if she were to bird. shout, but beep, boop, boop, bird click. I'm taking <laughs> it over. whispers. When the bird happens, she sees a big bird, prehistoric bird, Shadow. Jurassic cloud cloud over Shadow. her maybe it, it's bird it's click 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 click. it's ready to go it's and she goes shadow she goes a bird <laughs> she, st- she she's stops like, in her tracks st- and she's so st- scared st- she's like hitting a bird she goes there's a bird, a bird. <laughs> she does not and then she's like oh that's not useful Hayden, but as soon as she yells Hayden, that bird she gets fucking devours her and swallows her her whole. It's so big that it can fit its whole beak around her and then fly back away. So then Hayden, once again, useless 
as the day is long. Oh. He is a he's a football field away from her. He's not that far. He's, he's like no, 50 he's feet like away from her. Then he sees this bird take off, and the first thing he does, he doesn't run in her direction. Uh-huh. He takes his bone dagger. He's out in of that his church belt, in like Venice or Rome it? or whatever, wherever it's Edward true. was, and he's just ready to walk out into the sunshine like a moron. When like That's she's right. still alive up in that bird. And wow. <laughs> yeah, he is he is Romeo. Like the, we're talking to the only pulse. like three thousand people Not that understand anything. that reference. <laughs> no. No, he is he is Romeo, not checking her pulse, not seeing if no, she's breathing. He's just, he's just laying it. over her, oh, literally God. putting his dagger into his heart. He nicks his breastbone, being like, no, cannot live without my mate. But then the bird starts. But I mean, it's can you it's like, did you kind of love what? it a little bit, though, when he was standing there and it was flying away? He was like, no, what a dumbass. No. <laughs> He said, he's like, it's flying away. I cannot fly. Must kill myself. <laughs> like, he literally says the word. Like, he's like, how do I rescue her? It's flying. Hayden cannot fly. I cannot fly. I guess I will have to kill myself. Like, I just love he realizes he cannot fly like a bird. I will say he knows his limitations. <laughs> so then the bird. It starts to look a little wonky in the sky. It starts dipping a little bit. Yes. And then it starts going off to the side. And then it just starts plummeting. And he's like, <gasps> must get to bird. And so he he just starts running as fast as he can. He gets to the bird. It's flailing. It's flailing. And so he's like, you murdered my mate. He's so I stabbing will murder it so you. recklessly for somebody who knows that the love of his life is inside of it. <laughs> just stabbing, yes. stabbing. Stab, I had a mate. Stab, stab. stab. And I loved her. How stab, stab. Stab. You took her from slash. stab, stab, slash, stab, slash. slash. I think we can all agree yeah. that these are all deep stabs and slashes. These They're are all big, big yeah. stabs, big stabs, I mean, big granted, slashes. It's a bus sized bird, so I can't imagine that it's any less than like a foot. Like he's got to go a foot in. You know what I'm I mean? Just, but still, I was just trying to do a firelight callback. Willy That's all Millie. I was trying to do there. I just wanted to say these are big stabs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? This- Yes, but Big he also stab. cuts his throat, which would be a slash. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I say it's a big stab. All right. So, okay. All right. All right. And then, so then a blood-stained then hand notices, emerges from the belly of the beast. It's not. No, it's a dagger. It's her dagger. She's been carrying her knife in her. I'm hand. sorry. One moment. Uh, quote: A blood-stained mm-hmm. hand emerges. No, there's something that pokes out. I, Read the sentence before that. The Read thick it. blubbery hide over the stomach fights me and I snarl <laughs> as I put both of the hands on the handle of my blade and use all my strength to cut deeper, wider. A blood-stained hand emerges. Human fingers reaching and frantic. What do you what, what do you want? Joy blasts through me and I continue cutting. My mate! My mate! She lives! I don't and then she's also cutting too yeah, yeah, somewhere. She, yes, she is, but first is her hand. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's why the bird crashed. I, I don't well, know. Congratulations, Aaron. Yeah, I got it. something one time because it was right in front of me. Somebody's so going to anyway. always have notes in the future. She's never going to forget this. She's going to wake in the middle of the night and be like, that one time Aaron knew and I didn't. I must take more notes. So she swan dives out of this bird. <laughs> she's covered. She's covered in gore. <laughs> covered in gore. She's gasping for air. He's holding her with all of his might, and he's like, "My mate, my mate! 
I was going to kill myself because I'm totally useless. I'm so glad you saved yourself. No. And then it's way more eloquent than that. Well, he, puts he might his also hands say something like, face. I'm so glad that I didn't cut you when I was willy nilly slashing and stabbing at this bird. His thumb smooth over her rounded cheeks. <laughs> I will keep you safe. You are mine. That is all you need to know. If you are taken, I will come after you. If you are sick, I will never leave your side. If you leave, I will follow. You will never be without me because I will come after you. Know this. I brush my fingers over her breast where her kui thrums. Feel this and know it to be true. And she interrupts him, interrupts him and says, <laughs> but we're not because she's the worst. And he continues like the warrior barbarian he is. Yeah, And when you are well, I tell her in the same firm voice, cutting off her protest before it starts, I will lie down with you in the furs and I will take you as mine. We will mate until you carry my kit, which is what they call babies. It's gross. Then resonance will be sated. <laughs> but do not seek to tell me that you are not mine yet because you have always been mine. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So that might be more romantic than Beautiful. what I came up it with. It was really nice. It's in but my mine was now. probably more accurate. That's what my vows are going to be. <laughs> Oh, I like if it. If you leave, I will follow you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can that be my reading at your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Melanie would like to do a reading from Sex Planet Ice Barbarians, <laughs> colon, fucking you real good. And you get up there on the little podium. In the little book. <laughs> oh, David's family would love that. No, we'll have you do like love is patient, love is kind, <gasps> and then have How like somebody you? else do sex planet ice barbarians. I am I am already wearing orange for you, you <laughs> motherfucker. But just imagine though, if you did like the regular like the love is patient or whatever, and then like we made some <laughs> other bitch read sex planet ice barbarians. <laughs> Colin, fucking you real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. So, sorry, everyone. Okay, so then they go back to the cave, and there's this time where he's taking care of her, and she's like, no, but I just want you to put it in me. And he's like, you're too weak, and she's like, stop saying that out loud. Oh, you know what? This is where they kiss. It's after this. They talked about it before, but it's here where they start kissing. Sorry, they were talking about kissing each other on their bodies before, and I got confused. I apologize. Yeah, and so this is how it happens. This is why. I knew it. I knew it. So My God. She is... (laughs) She's like... see the force of her being being right after being wrong once in her whole life. (laughs) I knew it. Fueled by dark chocolate and indignance right now. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) she's like i need you to put it in me and he's like you are too weak you are too sick we Mm -hmm. need to take care of you and she's like all right fine then she tries to backdoor it on him and he's just like i want to practice kissing and he's like kissing you want to practice he knows what it is now they've already (laughs) talked about it don't even No, it says something like that. It says like kissing question well, no, mark. No, because she says kissing? he does a he does this like a smooch, like a chaste smooch on her, and she's like, okay, oh, well, yeah. there's different kinds of kissing. Like there's French kissing, and he's like French kissing. <laughs> so he got <laughs> he knows kissing, but the French is like a whole different level of uh, pronunciation for him. Yeah, fair enough. But you know, it's on TM, and then they do it. Isn't this where we find out about the spur? Yes. Up until this point. Granted, 
if you are a a regular reader of Ruby Dixon, you were introduced to the spur way up top. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a person who started at book seven, my note is, um, what? (laughs) Because I had no idea. So, guys, there is this protruding. Yes. A, a protuberance yeah. is what I'm going to call it. Uh huh. It's like one of those dildos that has the thing for your clit. It's one of those. It's like a rabbit. Yeah. Except that it's not because A, it doesn't vibrate. And B, it's made of bone? To be true. Question mark? Bone? It like, yeah, they, they say, I'm hoping it's more like cartilage. And even that bone. seems like it would be. Yeah. So this no, is what I I'm urged saying. that. I have. I have some hesitation about the spur because, you know, I am a lady who needs clitoral stimulation to come. I will just put that out there. Bing, boong, bong. Beep, boop, Beep, bird, boop, click. bird TMI click. TMI with Melody. <laughs> That's the one. I need, I need clitoral stimulation, right? However. However. I, <laughs> I am not sure that like a bone coming at my clit with like the hammering motion of a seven foot alien uh-huh. is what's gonna do it that just seems like it's a recipe for a clit rupture question mark uh-huh. i'm just not sold i appreciate the nod to you know some some clitoral stimulation being needed and not just having like magical penetration orgasms all over the place mm-hmm but if this thing is made of bone, like what I really wanted it to be is just like second tiny dick, you know, like it just no. gets full of blood. Like I want to go on cock. record as no on second tiny dick. <laughs> no, but I mean, like nope. it's something that's I a just, little bit softer. I want to be very firm blood. about my protest. <laughs> second tiny dick. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like. I mean, as in, like, it's full of blood, not bone. Or, like, maybe if it was cartilage, that could be good. But then it seems like it would hurt him every time it goes katank into my clit. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't know how this is going to work. I'm already going to be pretty overwhelmed by his, like, 12-inch penis. Uh-huh. I just think, I just don't know. Also, in earlier books, they talk about the fact that um they normally, like, like the aliens can't do doggy style because they both have tails mm-hmm. but when the ladies do doggy style with them <laughs> it's extra fun because the spur goes into your butthole <laughs> See? okay oh, God. Okay. but again if it's yeah, made of bone I'm sorry, I, I don't think I'm into I it I was gonna say a different thing and then I heard what you said after I started talking and then I had to like <laughs> totally recalibrate my brain <laughs> now there are two periods of my life before I heard that and then after I heard that. Okay. But speaking of B-H. the tails and, and sperm H. penises, remember when I told you about the horrifying kangaroo penis I saw that time on the internet? Yeah. When I googled kangaroo yeah. penises? What had yeah, happened I wasn't was... I was that horrified by it. Well, are you kidding me? I mean, I mean it's, it's unsettling. It's but uns- I wasn't like horrified. It is unsettling. <laughs> But I had Googled kangaroo sex because I was just sitting around one day thinking about kangaroos. And then I wondered how they had sex because the tails are so large and muscular. And the front, you can't really get to. If you think about the shape of a kangaroo and how they are. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you have sex? So I Googled up, you know, nature video 
mm-hmm. how do kangaroos have mm-hmm. sex? And instead, I got a picture of a kangaroo penis, and it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. No, you forget that I bred pigs in high school. I've seen like the crazy, the crazy corkscrew dick that's like, oh, pig penises. Yeah, don't Google, Google that kangaroo up. sex. Also, when I did see the video of the sex, it was not, um, did not seem, um, like anyone was enjoying that and that Pleasurable. was no, yeah no <laughs> so don't bear that one you don't care and you don't mm. want to know okay mm. okay we're back in there they have sex i'm sorry what so they're yeah they they do some sex and even though i have my hes- hesitancy i i'm hesitant it works for josie it works real good she loves that spur the spur does all the magical things to her clit she's she has like 17 orgasms it's great yes and then they are mated for real. It is written. <laughs> and uh, then they go back to the cave, right? They yeah. make it back to the cave. Yes. We just go. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No. So he says, Hayden's like, you can't walk anymore because you're a teeny tiny oh, and you're bird snack size. <laughs> this is so, like, this is, this is rough. It's amazing. Amazing. So what he does. Oh, I hated it. I mean, it's also a little disturbing, but also hilarious. So he makes her a papoose and he's like, you're going to you're going to ride on my front and I'm going to put our packs on my back and we're going to make it back to the cave that way. And we will be one and it'll be great, except that their cooies are still going crazy because she does not have a baby in her yet. Uh And so she actually says later on that, like, every 30 minutes they have to stop and like fuck real quick <laughs> he just like pulls her loincloth aside and pulls his loincloth down and then they finally just decide to leave their pants like off slash askew so that they continue so that they can continue just like having <laughs> sex standing ridiculous. up every once in a while it's ridiculous. <laughs> and they keep doing it it happens like three times may i read and you then, and then in her inner monologue it says except like he stops to fuck me every half hour yeah Insane. Like we see it three times, we do not see yeah, it. Yeah, but really, like, we did the twenty-seven like, times yeah. it happened. Yes, amazing. May I read you the most melody passage that's ever been written in a book? Always. <clears throat> Sorry, this is back a little ways, but I went back to find it because I was I realized we missed it. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I nod. He says, "Do you like it when I touch your nipples?" She says, "Okay, I nod. It feels almost as good as when you touch my pussy, pussy." Mm-hmm. I'm so not explaining that word to him. I point primly. He grins, looking smugly pleased. You're cunt. And he reaches between us and cups it because he's a bold son of a bitch. You're warm, wet cunt. A little hitching moan escapes me. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was me throwing my Kindle down. (laughs) This is a woman explaining to an alien barbarian that her pussy mm-hmm. is called a cunt him calling it her cunt and then her saying that's, that's the, one. the one are you ruby right. dixon i think so it's possible <laughs> anyway okay so they get back to the camp we can really wrap this up pretty quick here we can yeah we get back to the, the camp. rest is just like plot the rest is like really just setting plot. up the next book exactly a bunch of the aliens go to go get the two ladies out of the pod at the ocean um, she realizes she's pregnant from the 50 times she had sex with him uh, over the past week or so. On the walk alone. Yeah. Yeah. He leaves. She wants to go with. He doesn't let her. It doesn't matter. She stays back at the cave. He goes with a team uh, to go get the ladies. I remember that oh. little notch you put in oh. your memory. 
an hour and a half ago. Wait, wait, wait. Not yet. Not yet. Because there's a lady who goes with them and she goes with her mate and they talk about the big birds who are hungry and coming more inland. Yes. And so instead of making a papoose where he can just fuck her anytime he wants, he just ties a rope around her waist and around his waist so that they'll like get taken together. Yeah, I don't know how that helps the situation, to be honest with you. Because I think he can then attack the bird from the outside. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I was like, no, he would just be dangling there. And then the bird would just eat him, too. Attack, attack. No. He's, that's Ehako. He's uh, capable of some things. <laughs> All right. So, I sorry, back to my notch. Yeah. Remember that notch? Okay. When these did, two ladies fall out of the pods, mm. Hayden, in his narrative, is like, I've got to, like, make sure that I'm standing in front of the other males because they might try to force resonance sex on them. So all that stuff about human males force sex on ladies? What is humans? Does Space barbarians don't knew. No, it's resonance. They, it says they try to force resonance on them. So that's different. Oh, God. But they don't even have cooies, those ladies. They don't have cooies in them. No, but the, the aliens, I learned this from previous books. The aliens can resonate on people who don't have cooies. It what? just won't be reciprocated until they have a cooie. But isn't it isn't it a joining of cooies is the whole point? Listen, it's a little bit convoluted. What is the cooie even like about that person? It can tell that they would make strong babies. I don't know how before uh-huh. there's another cooie in there uh-huh. analyzing their DNA and communicating between cooies. Uh-huh. But okay, that's fine. Okay. what it's like. Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> the ladies fall out of the thing. They bring only uh-huh. one lady back. That's a mystery for the next book, I guess. And um, I'm pretty sure one of those hunters fucks off with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the sister, so they're sisters, and the sister's real mad. And she's like, you, I want to talk to the guy who's took my sister away. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her face is pregnant, and Hayden's real happy about it, and they go back to their luxury yeah. cave and they fuck all day. The end. Yeah, they do. The end. Yeah. Oh, Ruby, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving us another obsession that I can just delight in because these are so yummy. These are so good. (sighs) They are. They're really good. And they're snippy snappy. Yeah. All right, Erin, what is your lady love? Here's the thing, guys. The best lipstick on the market is Bare Metals, Uh -uh. matte. No. Whatever. No. Jen nude, matte. Probs not. Lipstay tastes like Mm -hmm. chocolate. Sure, sure, sure. But if you're going to go with a lesser lipstick, like Maybelline Superstay Ink lipstick. You bitch. <laughs> if that's the route that you're going to go. You bitch. Did you know that there's a new extra line of colors of it? <gasps> no. I don't know if it's new or not, but I was in, I don't even remember where I was this week, but I ended up in a Walgreens. And they had more colors than usual, like a, a whole other, other thing. And they're called, the, it's the city line. There's more newer ones. And That's I so exciting. Lover is a little bit lovers in my shade. You know, like that's I, that's about as dark as I go. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a little too pink for me. I look better in oranges. So if you are somebody who likes the color of lover, but it's a little too pink, may I recommend self starter, which is the perfect shade for me, Aaron. Ooh. I am going to look at self-starter because the only thing I don't like about Lover is that it's a little bit too pink. Self-starter is a little darker. See, it's a little more bold, but that oh, won't bother okay. you. Slightly. No, it won't. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. It's an incredible shade. 
If only Excellent. they made it in Bare Minerals Gen Nude. Oh my god. If only if only, because that is the <laughs> superior lipstick. <laughs> all right. All right. My lady love is I feel like I just reuse this one all the time. Basically like make good choices for you because I need to have a fairly low sugar diet because otherwise my ADHD brain goes a little haywire. And uh, there was a period around all of our birthdays where I was just consuming as much sugar (laughs) as I could pack into my body. I was sneaking cupcakes. I was like making candy runs that nobody knew about. I was doing all the things that were not great. And uh, I mean, I had such mental fog and I couldn't, I, it was, there was, there was a big mental lag, like in my conversation. I couldn't remember things that I was supposed to do throughout the day. Like it was really bad. And then I made a commitment to myself that I was going to decrease the sugar and really amp up the protein because that's what I, my brain needs. And since then, and also since um, trying to get back into exercising because I also need to expend a lot of excess energy so that I don't get stuck in my daydreams all throughout the day. I have been feeling so much better and so much more capable because when I get in spirals like that, that then that then reinforces a lot of my natural negative self-talk that I always have to check myself on. And uh, yeah, like I knew every time I reached for another cupcake or I I got like a a jar of frosting and a spoon. I knew (laughs) that I was not going to feel better Uh afterwards, you know, but I just kept on spooning out that frosting and like and doing it really furtively. I was doing it like a squirrel in a little den because my kitchen is closed off. And so I can hear when people are maybe walking toward me. And so I would like hurry, hurry, hurry and sneak a spoon of frosting and then like try to put it back really frantically. So yeah, because I am a rodent of unusual size. <laughs> yes. Oh, so anyway, yeah. Try to try to really, really check yourself on things that you know are not going to be helpful. Yeah. So that's my lady love. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel so much better. All right. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at heaving mm. underscore bosoms on Instagram at heaving bosoms on Facebook. Heaving Bosoms Podcast on Gmail. If you want to send us an email, heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. The club, the cult, the group, um, free except for your possessions is the Heaving Bosoms right. Geriatric Friendship Cult. Mm-hmm. What else? We've got merch on Redbubble. If you want a shirt yeah. that says TMI with Melody or a shirt that says Logistics with Aaron or a shirt that says Bing Boom Bong or whatever your heart desires... Um, you can yeah, get it on Redbubble. There are bosoms. tote bags. Yeah, Bunch everything you could ever want. And our Patreon. Oh, and Check our Patreon. Out our Patreon. It's yes. patreon.com slash heaving bosoms. There's a there is a bunch of bonus content. We just at recorded this a couple of tinglers that oh my god are the hardest we've ever laughed on the podcast, and unfortunately, only a couple hundred of you are going to hear <laughs> it. Um, oh, I it's oh my god, it's worth it's worth it. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, five bucks a month gets you all bonus content. And right now, I think there's at least like 40, at least. I haven't counted recently, but there's a lot of bonus content. Yeah. So time's now, you guys. Yeah. And uh, 
the spring gifts are about to go out if you're one of the book novel slash mug people. So I'm sending yeah. those out here in the next week or so. Or if you're listening to this in a week, maybe I've already sent them out, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. So that's it. Keep being a badass. <laughs> and uh, love yourself as much as you love beep boop bird clip. <laughs> what is it? What does it even mean? <laughs> you've changed the podcast forever (laughs) no i promise we'll go back to bing boom yeah unless we're doing another alien sex book that'll just be the one we use for aliens (laughs) yes (laughs) could also be a contender okay oh yeah Um, okay okay (laughs) all right i love you bye Bye. love you too bye Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>